and hello uh welcome back to wish you all the best um personal podcast about modern dating this is scott it's just me this time um and i thought i would do an episode kind of talking about uh, my dating app process um i got to chat with chris uh last episode um which is i thought a really awesome conversation i look forward to talking to him again um I think we, he and I definitely see some things differently, but I think that's really great. I, I really, I don't know. I'm really proud to kind of put that out there and kind of hold that up as an example of how I think men can talk to each other and support each other through uh, this vulnerable stuff. Um, even if we're not like on the exact same page in the hymnal, if you will, um, on everything. Um, but I think a lot of his perspective, uh, really helps me to kind of pressure test um, or to like, you know, see, see how I approach dating from a different perspective. And that's always really helpful to me. Anyway, so I got, taught, got chatting with Chris last episode about this stuff. And he, um, he kind of brought up, and I've mentioned this in the past that, that like, like how I use the apps, I've, I've, I have like a, I don't want to say a system, um, but I have like an approach, I guess, um, that I use, uh, or that I try to use. And, um, yeah, I want to talk about that this time. Um, and, and I want to talk about it not because I think it's correct. Well, okay. Like, like the superstitions that I have developed about the dating apps, um, you know, have led me to think that this is what works for me. Uh, any and all of this could absolutely be wrong. Like I, I, I'll get into it as I got to go through the process, but like there is so much about modern dating that is super opaque and like even more opaque than like, or I don't know, I, I feel like 50 years ago, someone could have said like, oh, no one knows what the ladies want or whatever. And, you know, and, and that in some sense is opaque. And I mean, that's kind of stupid on its face, but like now that technology is like an inextricable piece of modern romance. The algorithms and the systems for that technology to connect people are important. And it's easy to spend a lot of time trying to figure out like how to convince Hinge to show you in a good light to a person you want to meet, right? And to the best of my knowledge, I've done a decent amount of digging, but like all of those algorithms are uh, black box. You you don't get to know how that stuff works, right? Um, and so even on top of the uh, difficult to understand or perhaps even impossible to understand nature of like other humans, right? Like uh, the, the, the guesswork that goes into how can I make myself attractive to that person, right? There's a lot of guesswork there. I don't want to belittle that. But on top of that, we also have this uh, complex system or maybe complex system, but this unknown system of the dating apps um, and how they work. Um, and so anyway, all that to say, I have developed a certain set of superstitions about how this stuff works. And I, and I do kind of want to call them superstitions because it's not based on like hard data. It's based on 
anecdotes and I don't know. Anyway, well, I, I'm <laughs> I'm putting a big caveat out in front of this, which is to say that like I'm sure that a lot of this is wrong. I'm sure that if somebody wants to, they can go digging and like cite something and tell me that I'm absolutely wrong. But mostly, I want to put this out there because I don't I, I don't know. At least in my experience, I don't hear men talking about this. Um, I don't. Nor do I hear women talking about this. Really, I think this is kind of um like how you use the apps is kind of a vulnerable and sensitive topic. Um, and again, for men and for women in different ways, but I certainly don't see men talking about it. So I just kind of wanted to put this out there in the conversation and, um, yeah, maybe you'll find it interesting. Maybe it'll be, uh, insightful. Um, I hope it's not too frustrating. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, so that's why that's why I'm going for this. And that's what this episode is. Right. Great. So welcome. Here we go. Um, I just finished. Um, so I tend to use the apps in uh, like spurts um, for my own mental health. I I don't use I don't just use them perpetually. Um, when I when I a long time ago, I started that way and I just downloaded them and I started using them. And um, my approach was just keep swiping and chatting until you find, you know, the one on a date and then, and then you can delete it. Um, and I started that again when I was again, single about three years ago and I rapidly discovered that I remembered it rather rapidly remembered that uh, I really despised the apps. And that's what first kind of sent me hunting for a matchmaker because I knew that as a strategy, the apps were going to be, um, just a painful experience. Um, uh, and I, I honestly, I do still think the matchmaker is a really good way to go. Um, uh, I really do. Um, but the apps are kind of the default way that we, that people meet each other now. Um, and you know, let's put a pin in that because I think at the very end of this, what I want to talk about is like, Actually, I don't think it's the greatest strategy. I think the best strategy is to just like find a space where find a space in the real world where there are the kind of people who you're going to find interesting and put yourself there so that you can get to know those people. But that's that's a whole other conversation. So, yeah, here's the apps. How to use the apps if you absolutely have to um, part. I don't know whatever part this is. Um, um no, this is not going to be multi-part. We're just going to we're just going to blaze through this, right? So I use them for a really short period of time. Um, I do that because using them for too long just burns me out. Like I just I can't. I get addicted to them. Um, they just soak up my free time. Um, it gets really like just the the constant uh, rejection is hard to. Honestly, it's just bad for my mental health. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I use them for about three ish weeks. Um, and then I and then I then I delete them. Um, right. So how do I pick that time period? I basically pick a, you know, a month or two where I know that I'm going to be in town. and I know that, you know, my weekends are more or less um, available. Pardon me. Um, and and uh, yeah, when I'm not dating anyone, um, and kind of pick that time frame and figure like, okay, well, 
if I've got two months ish where I could be dating, I'm going to spend that first three weeks on the apps. And then with any luck, I'll spend the remaining uh, five weeks or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever's up in the two months. Um, uh, hopefully going on dates and getting to know somebody awesome. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do it. In, I do it in spurts. That's that's kind of the reasoning. And that's that's how I do it. And I just finished um, kind of a three week push where I was using the apps. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to get into like specifics about how it went, but it went, I would say, pretty normal. Um, I met a few people. Um, and it's hard to say if that's anybody who there's like serious potential for, you know, that awesome connection. Um, but I've got a few folks on the radar or a couple of people on the radar who, who, um, I might go out with again. Um, but I think mostly at this point where I am right now, I feel a little tired. Um, and if I'm honest, I don't feel uh, super hopeful, um, which is not to be too like doom and gloom. Like, I think there's a chance that maybe, you know, a date three that happens next week um, will be great, right? There's always that chance. I don't want to ever, um, you know, like, I, I want to say stubbornly optimistic, but, um, you know, sometimes it's hard. Um, so, yeah, I got to the and, and I had a. I don't know, I, a bunch of kind of the standard or the, the expected things happened during this, um, during this, during this period. But I guess I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, I think I'll talk about that when I start talking about like the later stages of this, you know, process. And if you can hear my air quotes in the air, um, because the, the, the standard stuff that I find pretty frustrating happens kind of near the end ish of the process when you get into chatting and trying to put a date on the calendar. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, that, that's a whole lot of, a whole lot of prelude enough of that. Um, how, how I use the apps, um, essentially, um, yeah. So three week ish spurts, uh, planned out, uh, in a time where I'm going to have hopefully the opportunity to spend some real time, have the bandwidth to invest in somebody. So like I'm planning for success. You know, I, I want to be on the apps when, if I meet someone, I'll have the sort of emotional and schedule bandwidth to actually invest in them. Um, and that, and that's not, I think that's mostly for me, a psychological thing, right? I want to, I want to really feel like I am planning for success, planning for the possibility of success. Um, and not doing something where it's like, well, I'm going to be, you know, out of town for three months, uh, but I might as well download the apps and try to meet somebody, um, just because, um, you know, that that's more me using the apps out of like, uh, habit or compulsion rather than using them intentionally to try and meet someone awesome. So, okay. Um, right. So pick the time, uh, um, and then start using them. Um, Right. Okay. So big overview. There's ba there's basically this like funnel, right? You go from one end of, of a funnel to the other end. And at one end, there's 10,000 people out there on the internet for you to meet. And as you move right on this sort of, sort of mm, funnel, um, there are fewer and fewer people 
um, as, as, as you kind of move to the right, right? So it's like at the very left, you've got all of the people on the dating app. And then as you move right to that, you filter out the people that you don't want to meet. So those are the, then you move to the group that's like the people you swiped right on. And then after that, uh, that, that group is, is cut down to the people who swipe right on you. So the people you match with people who want to talk to you, and then you get to the people who actually want to chat with you. And then you get to the people who want to switch to text message and actually text you on your phone instead of texting in the app. And then it's the people who, you know, want to get to, uh, you know, either hop on a phone call or go for that first date, whatever, whatever the sort of next phase is for you. And then, you know, so on and so forth. There are fewer and fewer people like after that, after that first date, those people who actually will show up to the date and then there's second date and third date and so on. And eventually the thing that I like to remember is that like on the far left of this funnel is, I don't know, 10,000 people, right? Some, some really unfathomably large number. And if unfathomably in terms of like, I couldn't possibly have a relationship or get to know that many people, but way over at the right, like at the end of this process, really what I'm looking for, because I'm a monogamous person is one person right? I'm just looking for one person who uh, I'm interested in investing in romantically, and they are interested in investing in me romantically. And I, I just like to remember that because it's like, through this whole process, it, it's the most likely outcome of any connection, connection meaning sort of any interaction at all on a dating app, the most likely outcome is either they're not going to be interested in me, or I'm not going to be interested in them. Um, but that's okay. Like I try to remind myself that's okay because I'm just looking for one person. Um, just, yeah, success is, is, is one success out of this process. I don't need lots of success. I don't need a lot of people to like me. Um, I don't need a lot of people to want to chat with me. I don't need a lot of people to be excited about going on date two with me. Ultimately, I'm looking for one person who wants to do that. Um, and if I can find that, um, yeah, that, I think that's what I'm looking for. Um, uh, and you know, my, I, I don't know if this applies. Well, I, I hope this applies to everyone. I, I hope if you're listening to this, this, this applies to you. My standards are high. Um, and, and by my standards, I just kind of mean that, like, I know who I'm looking for. I've got a pretty good idea of the kind of person who I'm willing to invest, uh, uh, invest in romantically, right? Um, I don't love the term "invest." I, I, I've got a pretty good idea, a good idea of who I want to connect with romantically, right? I've, I've, uh, I'm forty. I'm going to be forty-five in a week. Um, I know myself pretty well. Um, I've learned a lot from relationships in the past, and I've put a lot of time and effort into trying to understand this well and to understanding myself well. So I know what I'm looking for, right? All, all that to say, um, I try not to beat myself up too much. Um, as I'm going through this process, because I don't, I don't want to, um, you know, compromise is, is going to happen and you're never going to meet somebody and you're going to think, oh, this is perfect. Right. But like, I want to honor, I want to honor the parts of me that sort of understand what I'm looking for. And I want to honor the parts of me that kind of understand my value, you know? Um, I try to see it that way. Um, as I search for someone who, um, 
yeah, you know, that as I search for someone who uh, I want to spend the rest of my life with. Um, yeah. Okay. So right. All yeah. All I have to say, there's a whole lot of people out there for you to meet on the dating apps, and really. If you're like me and you're a monogamous person, you're just looking for one. Even if you're not monogamous, uh, you're, you're not looking for that many people. You know, like you're you're just looking for, uh, you know, that unique, interesting person that's going to have that chemistry, that's going to have similar values, um, that's going to that's going to kind of float your boat. And I think these days people are getting more aware, more specific about what they're looking for. And, and I think that's a good thing. Um, and, you know, I don't I don't think the apps do a great job of helping us select for that. Um, um, but that's, that's still kind of, that's still, that's still the process. Um, okay. So that, that's kind of the funnel. Um, so, so the way that you get through that funnel, the way that you move from the big group on the left, I don't know what's on the left, but as the way you move from the big group and narrow that group down to that one person that you're going to, that you're going to invest in, in a relationship. Uh, the way you do that is through, at least in the dating apps is through the, a pretty, I think a pretty straightforward process, right? Um, you make a profile, you, you create, you know, depending on what, what app you're on, there's different ways to do it, but essentially you make some small digital thing that is your kind of marketing ad for, for you as a human being. Uh, so you make that profile first, um, and then you, uh, start swiping. Um, and this works differently on different apps, but essentially you filter through other people's profiles and figure out if it's someone that you would like to match or not. Right. Right. Um, you then, uh, if you're lucky, you match with, uh, someone or multiple people, um, and then you start chatting with them. And this is just sending messages in the app to try and figure out, basically trying to, well, I, I will I will argue basically trying to get off the app so that you can have an actual conversation. Um, and then uh, and then you start having a conversation uh, uh, over text is my kind of preferred next option. But you have some, you know, uh, communication in some way other than the app. I would say usually text messages um, and then kind of optionally, but I would recommend it like a phone call or a video call. So you can kind of just break the ice and actually talk to the person. Um, and then if that goes well, um, you have that first date, then if you're lucky, you're dating, and then if the dating goes well, then you're you're moving on to a relationship, right? So that's that's the whole the whole process, kind of uh, in one very very simple simple sort of uh, flowchart. And right, so in that flowchart, the first like half of it, everything from making a profile through to kind of that first date. Um, I, I would argue even a phone call or a video call, everything from making a profile on the app to, to that video call, everything in that process of this, every, every, every piece, every step of the way in that part of the process, I think, and this is horrible, but I, I really think of it as a game. I, I really think of it as like silly stuff that I'm doing, um, silly tactics that I have to follow um, silly rules that, that I have to follow, uh, that are just trying to get me to that first date. It's just a game that I'm playing to try and get on a woman's calendar for that first date. And in my book, in my experience, everything that happens before that first date is, is washed away 
as soon as I meet that person. Like I might, I might have picked up some like facts about her life, you know, some like where she went to school. Does she have a dog? Where does she live? Um, right. But like the actual getting a sense of who someone is as a human being, I, you know, I don't think that I do any of that work until the first date. I think I wash everything clean on that first date. And, and I think most people, I, I, I'm guessing, I think most people kind of feel the same way. Um, you know, even if they haven't sort of thought of it explicitly because like, um, well, for a lot of reasons, um, anyway, so, so, so the dating apps are essentially a horrible, horrible video game. Um, and, that's kind of how I think about it. Um, and which is not to say that I ever want to be awful to someone. It's never an excuse to be horrible never an excuse to dehumanize someone, um, which is really easy to do. It's really easy to treat someone terribly when they're just two pictures and some text on your phone. Um, I, I, I think about it that way. I put it in that framework, seeing it as a game because it makes it easier for me to kind of do what I'm there to do, which is, you know, to try and meet a human being face to face. Um, yeah. So I guess I just want to put it, put that out there. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about how I play this game. Um, the first step, uh, making a profile. Um, I think whatever your profile is on the apps, um, I don't know if, if, if you're on the internet and you have listened to any advice about, about how to make a profile, it's all, kind of similar. Um, I, th I think it's different for men and for women. Uh, and and uh, I guess I'll talk about both here a little bit. But like for men, um, yeah, I, th I think our challenges for making profiles is just that we're usually not very good at um, having pictures taken of ourselves. We're just not people who, you know, we're not uh, socialized to, 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 take pictures of ourselves very often. Um, and so it's just hard to have good pictures. It's hard, it's hard to have pictures that like show you in a good lighting that are recent, uh, that show you, um, in a way that actually shows someone what you look like. Um, uh, so that's, that's a challenge. So, so the profile part for guys, I think that's hard is, is mostly the pictures. Um, um, you know, I've used a professional photo photographer in the past because I just decided it was time to get out there and I didn't have any pictures of myself. So I just hired somebody. Um, I don't think you need to do that. I, I think I think the way to go here is just like to tell your friends, hey, uh, I'm making a dating profile. Um, can you help me take pictures? Like, can you just grab pictures of me when we're out and about? Like, help me out. Um because uh, your friends will know your friends will be like, Oh yeah, this is a cool spot. We should grab a picture of you. Um, or if they're really good, they'll like take candidates of you while you're just like goofing around. Um, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, for your pictures, you know, you want, I think you want pictures that show, um, what you look like. You want a full body picture. So somebody can tell, um, what you look like more or less head to toe. Um, uh, it's good to be smiling. If you can get a picture, if someone can have a picture of you laughing, I think that's great. I think we're all beautiful while we laugh. Uh, I think that just gives someone a nice sense of, you know, 
you being someone who they want to talk to. Um, and like the, the, a lot of the standard advice that you hear on the internet about this stuff, like don't be wearing sunglasses, don't be wearing a hat, um, don't be too sexy. You know, like I, the, the, the bathroom abs selfies are, um, well, I mean, depending on what you're looking for, I'm looking for kind of like the, the a committed life partner and, uh, I don't know. She, she plays her cards right. She can get the abs selfies later. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think, um, well, let me put it this way. For men, right, we need to remember that we are marketing ourselves. Uh, uh, all, we, we need to remember the environment in which we are marketing ourselves, right? And I think it is very, very easy for a very small number of bad actors, a very small number of men behaving poorly on the internet, um, to really, uh, impact what these spaces feel like for women. Right. So being too sexual too early in general is, I think a bad idea. Um, just because, uh, lots of other guys, maybe not lots, some other guys are doing that. Um, and they're not doing it well and it doesn't make the space feel safe uh, for, I think the women on the apps, not to say that women don't appreciate, um, physical intimacy or sex or even, um, you know, all kinds of, well, you know, I, 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 I just think that in, in the, in the, in the context where you're first trying to like put yourself out there, a lot of guys open with that way too early. Um, and I think in general, women are just kind of sick of it i i think in general a big a big theme for how to use the apps as a man um is try and remember the context in which a woman is going to be seeing your profile and interacting with you um, and it can be hard because the apps look very very different for women than they do for men um right yeah so right your profile um yeah pics i think you know get them have your friends take pics of you um, if you don't have a lot of pics of you, I think you're like a lot of guys. I think the good news is if you've ever like, uh, made a fake profile and looked at guys' profiles or, or, or asked a, a, a female friend to look at her dating app, the competition is not stiff. Like <laughs> guys, um, in general, our, our dating app profiles, I think just look much more amateur <laughs> than, than, than dating app profiles for women. And I think mostly it's because um, women generally speaking are much, much better at, at, uh, getting pictures taken of themselves, either selfies or having their friends take them or like, it's just much more, I think it's a, it's a societal pressure that, 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 um, maybe pressure isn't even the right way. It's a societal like norm that women are more excited about being photographed and, and then they've sort of adapted to that style of online social media, um, you know, and, and, and so they're, they're better at that. So anyway, get pictures, uh, hope they're good. Smile, be yourself. Um, yeah. I, and the last thing I'll th say about that, I, I think this comes up like once every other episode on this podcast, but like the fish pics, it's a stereotype that women are always saying like, why are so many men like holding fish in their dating app profiles? I think that happens, uh, just because that's the last time somebody with an expensive camera took a picture of that dude. 
uh, and you're doing something that's kind of fun. It shows that you went outside. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're in a sense, maybe you're like a hunter gatherer type, like, look, I can get food. I don't know. I, but honestly, I think the, the main thing there is just that it's like the last time that a pro took a picture of that guy. And that's why it's on the dating app because guys just don't have that many pictures of themselves. So yeah, that's your picks. Okay. The profile. Um, uh, oh, oh, the last thing I'll say about picks, actually, there's this app, the league and the big th interesting thing that the league does, it does a couple of interesting things. I don't like the app in general, but one of the things it does is it makes your first pick black and white. Um, and I don't know, I, I haven't experimented with this very much, but like, I think there might be something to like having a black and white pick of yourself. Like, I think it just sort of, I don't know, somehow makes you more interesting. I have no idea. Um, but it's a thing. There's an app out there that's like their whole thing is make people look interesting by, by having their first photo be, be black and white. And, um, I don't know. There might be something to it. Okay. Anyway, your profile, um, along with your pics, right? You're in a dating app. You're going to have the opportunity to write some sort of blurb. Um, uh, to give someone a sense of who you are. And like, this is of course absurd. Like, I think it's worth it to sort of acknowledge the impossibility of this task at the top. Um, okay. Cupid is a dating app on which there are not that many people. So I can't really recommend using it. Um, it lets you like write volumes. If you want to, you can choose 17 different prompts and write like a five paragraph essay for each one. So if somebody really wants to, they can spend, you know, an hour reading your novella about who you are, which I honestly kind of love. I think like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm a fan of the written word. I'm a fan of writing people. I'm a fan of writing long emails, wrong, long, wrong, long writing long letters uh i like it i think it's fun um obviously i you know sitting here enjoying the sound of my own voice so well yeah you get it um but nobody does that anymore nobody does that it's it's all it's like four prompts and you get to say something you basically get to like tweet you, you know um very very short amount of words to say something like pithy or interesting um and I, I really don't know, don't know what to advise here. Um, well, I don't know. I, so in the, um, in the, I talked about this podcast recently, um, uh, um, uh, the dating games podcast, it's the, um, um, land of the giants. The podcast is called land of the giants. The most recent, uh, season was about, uh, uh, dating apps, um, and in one of their episodes, they talked about a guy, they interviewed a guy who tried to make his app profile as generic as possible in an effort to get as many, as many matches as possible, which I thought was really interesting because it sounded like it worked. Um, and it was interesting in that episode because the woman was trying to find better quality matches and the guy was just trying to get more matches, period, which there's a lot to unpack there. Um, uh, but so he, he tried to make his profile more generic, like just really stupid, non-controversial, uh, generic jokes basically, uh, for, for the profile, for his profile. 
And I don't know. I haven't tried it. I don't know if that's something that I would advise, but I don't know. There's somebody out there who got interviewed for a podcast said that that worked for him. So I don't know. That's that's kind of that. I um I don't know. My approach for making my app prompts or like the words to put in. Um, I try to be pretty short, uh, pretty brief. I, I try to be pithy. You know, I just try to like my whole goal uh, through the app process is to be a source of like a smile for the woman I'm matching with. Um, you know, be, um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm fill out the things that say like, you know, do you want kids? Are you looking for monogamy? Are you looking for something short term? Like I fill all that stuff out, honestly. Um, uh, but you know, when it comes to the prompts, I just want to like, um, yeah, just say something that I think is funny to give her a sense of my sense of humor. Um, and to be, to be kind of positive, um, which can be hard, you know, when you're in the middle of the, when you're, when you're using the dating apps, it can be hard to stay positive. Um, but I think it's important to do that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is I find there is often the temptation to be a little bitter about the apps to be a little, um, like I will feel like in the moment, I'll feel like it's a very honest thing to do and a very transparent thing to do to kind of talk about how difficult it is to date these days. Um, and like, that's true. I do honestly think that's true. And like, that's a part of getting to know me. If we get to talking about dating, like I'm not going to, I don't want to lie to someone, but like, that's definitely not the foot that I want to put forward. That's also, that's not like, that's not what a relationship with me is going to be like, right? Like, um, ideally if I meet somebody awesome, uh, we're going to stop talking about the apps, uh, pretty quick, <laughs> you know, I'm going to probably shut this podcast down and, uh, invest in, in time in reading books with them and watching shows with them and traveling with them, right? Like doing all the fun stuff of being in a relationship and I can put the whole app thing behind me. So if my profile is like a pitch or like a, like an ad for what it's like to be in a relationship with me, I don't want to focus on the app stuff, right? E even if I think it's a way to connect, even if I think it's, you know, even if I think we'll have it in common, right? Um, because unless you're very, very new to the dating apps, you're probably frustrated with the dating apps. Um, so anyway, I try to stay positive. I try not to stay negative. Um, I try to have people look at my profile um, when I, whenever I can, people I trust to sort of look at it. Um, you know, even if their approach is different, even if I think their like take on dating or what they think I'm looking for, whatever is different. Like it's good to get different perspectives on, on what you, how you're coming across in your profile. Um, I recently had Anna, my awesome matchmaker. Um, uh, she was a you know previous guest on here. Um, look at one of my app profiles and she was like, I, if I didn't know you, I would think this guy was a nightmare. And I had just, I had really just kind of, I mean, you know, it was near, um, I don't know. I, I, I think I was just, I, I, I thought I was being honest. I thought I was being transparent, but really what I was doing was sort of expressing frustration with the dating app process. And, 
Um, that's not what you want to do. Um, so anyway, I definitely made that mistake. Um, I, I, I'm vulnerable to making that kind of mistake. And I think a lot of people are. Um, I even see women's uh, profiles on the apps that just, it just, you can just tell that they're mad about it. You can just tell that it's been an awful experience and, and I get it. Like it's an awful experience for everyone. And it feels weird in a way, I think to kind of like, quote unquote, lie, like a lie by omission, I guess, in your, in your dating app profile. But like, I, I think about it this way because it's so fundamentally impossible to give someone a sense of who you are as a person in like four pictures and four blurbs or, or even on OkCupid, even with a bunch of pictures and, you know, a short novel, you're really not going to be able to give someone a sense of who you are. So like you might as well focus on putting your most positive perspective and your most positive traits forward, put your best foot forward. Um, um, yeah. And I, I, I really think that that's kind of the most, the most positive way to do that. Um, yeah. Right. Like you're, yeah, you're, 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 you're looking to be, you're looking to be the, a needle in the haystack here. Right. And you've got like 10 seconds to like grab someone's attention. Uh, and that's horrible and that sucks, but that's kind of the goal, right? Like, what about you? Uh, can you say next to the picture of you smiling, what can you say that's gonna, that's gonna convince someone who you might be compatible with that they want to chat with you. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, other things that I, that I like doing on the apps. Um, I think you should use some of the apps let you do like video stuff, like let you upload a video instead of a picture. Um, I think do that wherever you can. Um, some of them let you do pictures and videos. I would do one or two videos. I really would, um, more if you're having fun with it. Um, I just think a video is a much better way. I, I feel like the, the profiles of videos, you just get a much better sense of who the person is. Um, I think people are much more attractive in video. I think the way you move, the way you smile, the way you look around, um, really informs how attractive you are. Um, I, I just think, I think we're all more interesting in motion, uh, than we are in still photos. Um, and some of them allow you to, I think hinge primarily a lot lets you, uh, like respond with a voice prompt, um, where you just re record a little voice memo for, for, you know, to, to put on the profile, do that every time, um, find something to say it's, it's, it ends up, it's gotta be pretty short. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my challenge is often being brief enough for the profile as I'm, you know, 40 minutes into this podcast. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I think use, use voice prompts wherever you can. I, I just think it's a better way to give someone a feel for who you are. Uh, and for men, I think a real big part of the goal here is to just give someone a feel for, for who you are. I don't know if you can hear that. It's a dog. Please hold. All right. Crisis averted. The five pound poodle that I'm dog sitting has decided that we're safe. Um, right. Uh, for guys, um, a big part of the goal is to um, demonstrate, the, to let someone get a feel for you so that they can feel safe uh, meeting you. Um, I think sometimes it's easy to remember. It's easy to forget. It's important to remember. It's easy to forget for men that um, we are, you know, when I'm on the apps, I'm looking to see who I'm attracted to, right? First and foremost, I'm like, okay, who 
given whatever I see, given the pics, given the the voice, the video, whatever I presented on the app, like, am I attracted to this person? Right. That's kind of the first thing that I, that I'm, that I'm thinking. And I think a lot of guys are like that. I think it's safe to say that for women, the first thing they think, the first thing that they're kind of asking is here's this dude on the internet. Uh, do I feel safe with this person? Like first you need to feel safe and then you can feel attracted, I think. And obviously I can't speak for all women. I can't even speak for any women, but like a lot of them that I've talked to, uh, safety is like, you just want to have that sensation that, that feeling of safety. And I think a video and a voice prompt, um, I think they can feel a little more vulnerable. I think when you're making an app, it can really feel like, oh, I don't want to do that. It feels a little, I'm going to put myself out there too much. Um, but I think, I think it's a good thing to do. Um, and I also think that it does feel vulnerable. It does feel like you're putting yourself out there. And I think that makes it a smart thing to do because again, you're trying to be that needle in a haystack, right? You're trying to stand out. Um, and a lot of other guys like aren't going to do that. They're not going to feel comfortable, um, putting themselves out there that way. Uh, and so that's a great way for you to, to stand out. Um, and you know, if it's any consolation, um, <laughs> not many people are going to see your profile because there's way more men uh, using the apps than women. And so, you know, the odds of your friend or whoever like seeing you, it's actually kind of low. <laughs> so, uh, you know, have, have the courage to put yourself out there as I guess, as I guess what I'm saying. Um, and I, I think the last thing I'll say about the profiles, your, your, your picks and the prompts um, is to have people you trust um, look at them. Um, and again, that's really vulnerable. It's really hard to do. Um, but I think it's really worth it. Um, because it's, it's just really difficult to, to, it's just really difficult to understand if you're communicating what you're hoping to communicate. Like, you know, you, so you know what you meant when you put, you know, that, that silly joke about a bidet in your, in your dating app profile. But I mean, your friend might tell you like, Hey, that bidet joke was so funny. Like, this is so you, that's great. Or they might tell you like, mm, maybe bathroom humor isn't the right way to, to open up. And like, this actually doesn't feel like you, you know, I think, I think the things, the thing that your friends can really tell you about your dating app profile is, does this feel like even remotely like you? Um, and, uh, that's, that's extremely valuable. Um, and I think, I think it's good to just like constantly revise. Like, I know I was saying that I only, I only use the apps for three weeks, but even during that three week span, um, or even if you're, you know, you're, you're picking them back up after having shut them down for a couple months or whatever, um, keep revising. I, I think it's good to just get back in there, um, figure out what you can sharpen, figure out what you can add. If, you know, do you have a new picture you can add? Can you choose a different prompt? Is there, you know. I, then I think that just kind of helps to make it feel fresh for you. Um, a lot of people online like talk about how it like changes the algorithm or whatever, like the, com the you know, computer is going to decide that because you change something, it's going to put you higher up in the stack or I don't know. I, that stuff is all superstition if you ask me, but um, I don't know. I, I think, I think revising your profile um, um, can be a little fun. Um, and I think it's just, it's just good to constantly build on what you've learned and, and, you know, get better at trying to make that, that profile, um, 
you know, show some facet of you that's going to be uh, attractive to the kind of people that you're, that you're trying to attract. So yeah, always, always be revising, I think, or, or always feel comfortable getting in there and revising. There's no reason to like, there's no need to just like arrive at a profile or version of your profile that you need to stick with. And there's no reason to, um, you know, there's always room for improvement, I think. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so right. You've made your profile. Now it's time to start swiping. Um, my biggest advice on swiping or the thing that I do while swiping that I think is most valuable is I get us, I find a stupid video game. I found this like zombie tower defense game like not a dating app, like, like an actual game and stick it in the same folder in, in your phone as your dating apps. So that when you inevitably like, Oh, crack open the apps out of habit to start swiping, that game is there and you can kind of distract yourself and play the game instead. Just because I don't know, swiping can, a lot of the apps only show you a set number of profiles per day. Uh, but some of them will just let you swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe until you get to the, until you've swiped on every single person within the radius of your, of your, of your thing, um, within the radius that you've set. Uh, and like, I don't know. I, I just, I just think it's kind of bad for my mental health is what I'll say. Like, I, I, I don't think you want to spend too much time swiping on people. Um, and you know, you, you're going to spend a lot of time <laughs> like they're addictive. Um, the, the process of swiping is, is, is the process that the apps are trying to get you addicted to, uh, and it works. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. So yeah, silly video game, something to distract you so that you have an option, like something to click on instead of hinge. Um, when you, when you're on the toilet <laughs> and you, you pull your phone out. Um, so, right. That's the top of it. But what's swiping? Swiping is the phase where, right. You go through and you're trying to figure out who among all of the denizens of the dating app internet you would like to potentially meet. Um, right. So my advice on swiping, um, this is the part that costs money, uh, for men. Uh, I do, I think, I mean, if you, if you cannot budget at all, uh, uh, if you have no budget for dating, I think, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's still good to try, but like, I do think there is a lot of value in paying for the premium platinum membership or whatever, like anything that says that it's going to, uh, increase your odds of matching with someone. Um, what it's saying is that it's putting your card uh higher in the deck of cards that uh any given woman needs to go through uh in order to get to you right um there are you know so for every woman on the dating app there is a queue uh there's a big old stack of cards uh of men uh, who will show up on her screen and she will say yes or no right um because there are effectively more men than women uh, on on the apps, um, it's it's highly likely that she will not see 
most of the men who have swiped right on her, right? Um, uh, maybe, I don't know if she's somebody who's spending hours and hours and hours on the apps, maybe. Um, but likely not, right? It's more likely that in the first, I don't know, 100 or 500 or whatever cards that she goes through, uh, that she's going to uh, find someone that she finds interesting, find multiple people that she, she finds interesting, and is going to start going on dates. And like, depending on how much time and effort she wants to put into and how many people she wants to date at once, right? Um, but I think, I think generally speaking, uh, it's safe to say that most women who you swipe right on uh, will not ever see your profile. Um, so that's why you, and, and you pay money to increase your odds, I think. I don't know how the algorithm works. I don't know what exactly it does when you're a premium membership versus when you do a super swipe or whatever. I don't, I don't know. All I know from my anecdotal testing is that when I send a super rose or whatever the paid like is, um, and when I, you know, pay for the boost or turbo, whatever it is, um, spotlight, whatever they call it. Um, when I pay for those things, uh, I tend to get more matches Um, or rather I tend to get matches at all. (laughs) Um, uh, And that's just been my experience. So it might be that the geography that I'm in is particularly competitive. Um, If you're in New York or LA and you're a guy, maybe it's a little easier. Um, But I mean, I don't know. My approach is basically I set a budget. I figure out how much money I want to spend that month on trying to get a date. and uh, I just try to stick to that budget. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't work for the dating apps. I'm not sponsored by the dating apps. I think they're, you know, a net negative for this whole process. Um, but I think it's it's kind of the only game in town. And um, yeah, if you're trying to meet people on the apps, you kind of have to play their game because they have kind of cornered the market. Um, which sucks. And um, if you're mad about that, um, me too. I'm also mad about that. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an easy thing to be mad about, but I think, I think it is what it is. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the swiping. Um, uh, so the, the three-week window, um, that's kind of when I spend, I, I try to spend like the first two-ish weeks focusing on swiping um, because usually it takes uh, a few days for a match to uh, pop up. Um, And again, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's me uh, right swiping on someone or clicking, clicking like on someone uh, and my card going into their stack and them, it just them taking a while to either open the app up or mill through the other cards. So they get to me and then decide yes or no, they want to talk to me. Um, so, you know, giving it that time to, uh, to just happen. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I spend the first two of that three weeks kind of, uh, swiping. Um, and then I stop, um, because you just want to kind of give it time for those matches to happen. And for me, swiping is, is not fun. Like I, I just, I feel like I'm often sitting there thinking, you know, do I want to spend a dollar to 
you know, send a beep at this person across the internet. Um, and eventually that process starts to feel very, for me, maybe not very, eventually that process starts to feel negative. It starts to feel like, oh, I kind of resent this person because I'm going to spend a dollar to send her a rose. Um, and I'm pretty sure she's not going to like me back. Um, you know, and it's just kind of that negative voice, I think, that, that kind of creeps in. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I, I don't do it for that long, two weeks-ish. Um, and when I, when I do, you know, try to match with someone, I will, I will always try to stick to the rule that if I want to go on a date with someone, if it seems like it's a person who I actually want to meet, um, I will almost always, well, I, I, I try to always spend the dollar to send like the super like, or the, you know, paid, whatever it is, uh, just to increase my chances of, of going out. The thing that I try to avoid is somewhere around like week two or three. And when I was just on the apps nonstop, this happened all the time, right? But I get to a point where I feel like, oh gosh, no one's, no one's matching with me. I need to start uh, compromising on the kind of things that I'm looking for, right? Like, um, yeah, like I, I, I need to start, you know, trying to match with women who I'm actually not excited to match with, who I actually don't think I would have a good time on a date with. I just want to go on a date with someone. Um, and because of the, the odds, um, you know, it takes patience for guys. Um, or at least it does for me. I don't know. Um, and I, and I find myself, um, you know, you get to a point where it's like, well, I, it would be nice just to have this person say that they like me. It would be nice just to get a match so that I can feel nice about that. Um, I really, really, really try hard to not do that. Right. I, I, so I try to make it so that every single person I want to try to match with, I try to make it my habit to spend that dollar or dollar 50 or whatever it is um, to, to do the super rose or whatever. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to match with somebody and then regret having to talk with them, right? I don't want to match with somebody who I wasn't really excited to talk to, given what little I know about them from their, from their app profile, right? Um, um, because, you know, I, I know about me that once I get, ch once I get chatting with someone, I'll find something to talk about. We'll find something in common, you know? Um, and you know, that, that will turn into a date and I can like talk to somebody I can talk to, I don't know. I can kind of talk to anybody. Um, I don't know. That's it. I know it is a gift. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I, I can find a way to have a conversation with most people, but I'm not on the apps to have a conversation with anybody. I'm on the apps to have a conversation with somebody who I think there's the potential for a really awesome, cool connection. Right. Um, anyway, all that to say, if you're ever on there and you feel like sometimes you're swiping right on somebody because you would just really love to have a match because that would, wouldn't that feel nice? Um, I've been there and I get it and it's a struggle. Um, and yeah, my solution to that is to just always only ever send the 
the paid the paid likes so that every kind of every shot you take you is one that you you are sure that you want to um there's one that you're sure about if that makes sense um yeah okay um yeah um i i i could probably do a whole different episode on scams while you're swiping you're you're gonna see scam profiles um you're gonna learn to detect them and figure out what they look like and but you're also gonna get fooled by a, a few inevitably like it's it sort of boggles my mind that there are bad scam profiles because like it's really, really easy to make a genuine looking dating app profile because you just copy someone else's dating app profile. Like you just pull their pictures off the internet and use their blurbs in the, in the, you know, the prompt section and voila, you've created a convincing dating app profile because you've just duplicated it, right? Like maybe from another geographic area or whatever, but like, anyway, some scams are easy to spot. Some are not is all I'm saying. Um, and yeah, there's, I don't know. There's a whole different episode on scams. It's a thing. It sucks. It's going to soak a lot of your time. Um, I got bored recently. I got bored during this last go through and I just started, um, swiping right not like paying to swipe right on them, but like actually a couple of them I did pay because like, I was trying to, well, it's something when you, I mean, when you pay, you're more likely to show up higher up in their card stack. And therefore for a scam who is matching with everyone, um, you match faster. Uh, so it's an interesting experiment sometimes to, to swipe right on a profile. That's obviously a scam and just see how long it takes for them to match with you because a scammer is going to swipe right on almost everyone. And well, I think on everyone and even the scams, if you use a non paid right swipe, um, it, sometimes you don't match with the scammer. Like sometimes the scammer will get caught and booted off the app maybe before they get to you. Um, or they might just not get to you. Like the queue for like the card stack for scammers is, is it's big and it's hard for you to show up on their screen. And if it's an app that only shows them so many profiles a day, uh, it's an interesting, this, the scams can be sort of an interesting tool to sort of measure how long it takes you to show up, uh, at the top of someone's card stack. Anyway, I did get bored and decided to talk to some scammers just because a lot of them are using like, uh, chat bots now and you can get them to say some pretty funny things. Um, I, I posted about that on my, um, on the LinkedIn for this podcast. Um, wish you all the best pod on Instagram. I don't, it's, I don't know if you can go to that. Um, anyway, um, but that's, that's a whole different episode and that's not what we're worried about. Oh my gosh. Hang on. All right. Podcasting while dog sitting. Good times. Okay. Um, oh my God, where was I? Right. Yeah. I try to, I try to be very picky while I swipe. Uh, you'll spot the scammers, avoid them. Um, I don't think you need to worry about reporting them. Anyway, the scammers are a whole different episode. Ignore that for now. You'll you'll spot them, get around it. Yeah, but you know, be picky. Swipe right on the people who you think you're really going to want to talk to. That's what I try to do. Um, and then just be patient and, um, yeah, try and try and 
maintain hope, you know? So, okay. So that's the swiping part. Um, while you're doing that, eventually you're going to get, hopefully with any luck, a match or two or three, uh, and then you get to chatting. Um, this is the part of, uh, the game, the, the, the dating app game that I think is the worst. I think the chatting is the worst part. Oh my goodness. Misty agrees. Um, uh, I think it's the worst part. Um, what I try to do, what I try to do is, um, uh, if you listened to the last episode, you heard Chris and I talk about this a little bit. Um, I, I am not a fan of the kind of copy and paste opener message. Um, I understand the appeal because it feels like a lot of wasted effort to look at someone's profile. It, it feels like a lot of wasted effort to do what I do. <laughs> and that is I look at the person's profile. Uh, I try and figure out uh, what I can say to them, given what I know about them from the profile that will start a conversation um, that'll be fun and something that I'm actually, actually interested in. Um, and, you know, potentially start, uh, uh, an interesting conversation, something different from, um, the other sort of, uh, messages that she's getting on the app. Because again, it, you know, it, it's valuable to, it's really valuable for men, I think, to understand the context in which you're being seen in these apps, right? She's getting with some exceptions, but a lot of women that you're going to be trying to match with on these apps are receiving a ton of messages. They're getting a lot of messages. Um, and their task is to sort of pick who they want to respond to. Um, and again, I kind of see this all as a game, but you know, you still want to be like genuine and actually strike up an interesting conversation, but, um, I, I really, I, I think about this. Um, I, I try to think like an email spammer, um, <laughs> depending on the app, right. Try and figure out what I try to figure out what my message is going to look like when it's in the, you know, inbox pain or whatever the interface is, right? Like sometimes it'll be, it'll be like, Oh, you got a message from Scott and it'll show like the first, I don't know, beginning line of, of the message, right? Which is to say, I want to make the, the very beginning of my message sort of look as visually appealing or as interesting as possible. Um, uh, well, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, I try to send messages that are not copy and paste. I try to send a message that is um, related to something she had in her profile that's not just how attractive she is, talk about something interesting, hopefully something that we have in common. Um, I try to send a message that is short, uh, easy to read, and has a question that has an easy response. I try to make her smile, and I try to give her the opportunity to tell me something that's easy to type um, so that she responds. All I want to do, I, I don't know, my, my philosophy on those first messages, th the only thing I want to do is get her to respond. I just want her to, to actually take the action of typing something at me and hitting send. <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's just because like, I want her to like convince herself that I'm worth talking to because she sent me a message or it, it, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like 
that that's basically my goal. I'm not, I'm not trying to get a big long like dissertation out of her. I'm 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 almost always it's almost always the case that I am putting more text on the screen than she is. And now if that's like extreme and I'm getting back like one word responses, that's usually a red flag for me. Um, but it it is very rarely the case that I ask a question or send a text in a dating app chat and get back more text than I sent. And this is, I think, I think there's a few things going on here. I I think, you know, I I think it's true that, uh, in general, a lot of women, um, need to feel pursued in order to feel romantic connection. And somehow in like the texts, modern texting, I don't know, protocol, like actual amount of text on the screen somehow equates to effort, which is like, (laughs) I don't know. I think there's a lot to unpack there, but um, I think that's maybe a part of it. Um, And also there's just like the fundamental reality that like she knows she's got somebody else she can respond to. (laughs) Like she's not going to spend a whole lot of time asking me questions and like digging deep on a topic. She's just going to kind of lob the conversation back to me and see what I have um, and flip over to somebody else who's going to say something nice to her and make her smile. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I just think like um, it feels kind of gross, but like she's just got a lot of options. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, so yeah, messaging my first message. Uh, I put a lot of time and effort into it knowing full well that it is very likely that I will just never get a response. And maybe that's because she never sees it because five other people messaged her after I did. And it just scrolled down off of, uh, off of that part of the, the, you know, inbox for the dating app. And she just literally never sees it. Um, or because she, you know, uh, matched with someone else and, and that spark was there and she decided that was more interesting to pursue. I don't know. Like there's a lot of reasons why that first message will never get responded to. And I try not to beat myself up about it too much. Um, but of course it's, this is why it's the worst part, right? Like you, you never get to know, you never get to know why your message doesn't get responded to. Um, and like I was saying at the top, like it's just superstition, right? My superstition is that it's worth it to um, send a unique message for to to each to each match, um, and just hope that it goes somewhere. Um, yeah. Um, if I do, if she does message back, and we do get to chatting, um, this is another part that really sucks about the dating apps for men. Um, I think it's worth it to be very, very vigilant about responding. Um, women, I I don't know. I've never met a woman who has her notifications on for her dating apps, um, because it would just be making her phone buzz constantly. Right. Um, as a man, I think you have to have your notifications on because, um, you want to respond what you, what you I don't know when you want to send your first message. I don't think you want to send a first message right after you match because I think the state of mind she's in um, when she's swiping and she, uh, um, right. So because of the card stack thing, right? 
you're going to swipe right on her well before she swipes right on you, which is to say, whenever she clicks like on you, uh, you're going to as quickly as the app can send the notification, you're going to get a notification that says you've got a match. So whenever you get that match, you know, she's online. And again, this is all superstition, <laughs> but my superstition is I don't message her right when we match or rather I, I try not to. Sometimes I am bored and I go, okay, great. Someone to talk to. Um, but I find that when I message somebody right after they uh, match with me, I think it's just that like you're in a different state of mind when you're swiping versus when you want to chat. Um, I, I don't really know. I, for whatever reason, my luck has been better when I message someone a little bit after, I don't know, like hours or days or whatever, but message somebody a bit after we match. Um, and again, that's another piece of the puzzle that's like just blind luck because you send that first message a little while after you match and there's no guarantee that she's going to be online in the next hour or four hours or 24 hours. Um, and if a bunch of other guys that she's matched with have messaged her after you message her, your message gets pushed down to the bottom of her inbox or further down. And it's like she'd have to scroll through a bunch of messages to even see your message. So that's another reason why I think you you might just never get a response. And that's just that's just a part of the numbers game. Um, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think it makes a ton of sense to try and like game out when you think she'll be online because like, I don't know how you would do that. I've definitely like, tr I definitely have caught myself trying to do that sometimes being like, okay, what do I know about this person? Probably a corporate job. Does she take a late lunch? Maybe is she the kind of person that's going to check her apps at lunch? Maybe. Okay. So I'm going to try to message back at like two o'clock. I, I think that's silly. Um, but, you know, so you're trying to send that first message, hoping that it's going to be at a time when she'll see it, which is kind of to say it's hard to guess when you should send that message. It's easy to guess when you should not. Um, you should not send that first message on a Thursday, Friday or Saturday night. Um, she's out those nights. She's doing stuff with her friends. She's on dates. Uh, she's not at home on the couch, probably not at home on the couch looking at the apps. Um, yeah, if if you if it's an app where you can see when they're online, it's obviously uh, a good idea to send the message when they're online. Um, not a lot of apps do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. So send that first message at a time when it seems plausible that she'll be at her at her phone, um, which I think is usually during the day. You know, people do this at work on the toilet. Um, people don't, I think don't do it as much at night. I think at night is for getting dinner with friends and watching TV. I, I don't know. People definitely swipe while they're watching Netflix. And I know I do that, but, um, I don't know. Again, this is all superstition, but I think mostly the takeaway there about when to send that first message is I think probably not on going out nights. Um, so yeah, there's that. So, okay, you've sent the first message and uh, let's say you get a response back, right? So this is a whole vigilance thing. 
um, as you have your you have your notifications on, um, uh, when you get a notification that someone has messaged you back, I think you want to message back pretty quickly. Um, and you know, what you want them to think is like, oh, hey, lucky, we were both online at the same time. We might as well start chatting. And then you have the chance to like actually start like a a conversation, like actual typing back and forth at each other, quote unquote, conversation. Um, now, of course, you weren't both magically online at the same time. You had your notifications on and you have been like picking up your phone every 10 minutes to check to see if Bumble has a little red number on it, you know? Um, that vigilance, I think, is really unhealthy. I think it encourages you to like check the apps way too often. Um, I hate it. I, I really hate it. I hate that I have to check the apps as often as I do. Um, but I think the reality is if you want to go from matching to actually going on a date, um, you want to have a back and forth conversation because that's kind of the best way in my experience to go from chatting in the apps to switching to texting and we're switching to a phone call. Um, so right. The first message you send it, you wait when you get that response back, you want to reply as quickly as possible. You want to get into a conversation and your goal is to, you know, get a feel for the person, figure out if there's somebody who you actually want to talk to, that kind of thing, sort of. But mostly I think you just want to seem interesting and you want to get to the point where you're like, hey, I'm really enjoying chatting with you, um, but I've got to go do a thing right now. Can I send you my phone number? Um, shoot me a text. Maybe we can find a time to hop on an old fashioned phone call and just kind of break the ice and see if we get along. Um, that's like almost verbatim the line that I use to do that. Um, and it's almost always the same line, right? I mean, like, you know, it's something like, hey, I really enjoy our conversation about um, how many clowns you can actually fit in a Volkswagen or whatever. Um, uh, but like, you, you, you're just trying to get away from the app because like, as soon as you have to put the phone down and stop chatting in the app, if you haven't switched to texting, then you're only going to continue that conversation if you again message at a time when she's checking the app again, right? Because some amount of time after you message, if enough other people that she's matched with have messaged her, your message is just not on the screen anymore. Um, or, you know, she's met somebody and, uh, or she's, you know, or she's just gotten sick of the apps and has decided to delete them because they're too much because they're a lot like the apps are a lot um, for men and for women just in very different ways. Um, right. So when you get to chatting, I don't know, the goal is just to to get off the app. The goal is just to get to a, a text conversation um, pretty much as quickly as possible. And I don't know, not everyone likes that. Um, I've definitely had women respond to me trying to do that negatively. And whenever somebody responds negatively to you in any part of this process, it sucks. It hurts. Um, but like, I don't know, in my superstitious opinion, that's just because they haven't been on the apps for very long, or I think they might just have unrealistic unrealistic expectations about how the apps work or they might have just like absolutely no idea about how the apps work for for men um 
so yeah, you know, I've, I've had women say like, oh my gosh, that's, and I'm not, I'm not comfortable switching to text. I can't believe you asked that. Or, um, I mean, it, it, it's rarely that, uh, um, strong a reaction. Um, but you know, it happens. Um, but most folks are, you know, on the dating apps because they want to meet somebody. Uh, and if they've matched with you and if you like manage to chat and like are, you know, able to hold up a, a halfway decent conversation over text, um, you know, I think that's enough, right? Like I, 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 sometimes I find myself being sort of bashful in, in the chatting phase, or at least I used to be. And I would think like, oh gosh, I don't know like what reason I've given this person to really like be that into me or, or, or to want to like switch to texting or switch to a phone call. But like, you know, don't forget if you match with somebody, they swiped right on you. You know, they like something in your profile. And if they're responding to you, uh, they are ignoring other options. They, they are giving you, they at least find you interesting enough to give you their attention on the dating app. And, uh, you, you are not their only option, you know? So if they're chatting with you, uh, you're doing something right. So I think you might as well try it. You might as well say, Hey, this is, this seems really nice. Uh, can we switch to text or do you want to do a phone call? Um, right. So that's that part of the process. Um, so the phone call thing, I, my superstition around this is that it's really good to, um, do an old fashioned phone call, not a, not a FaceTime, not a video chat, just an, just a voice only call. The reason I like voice only, um, I think it's just a little more comfortable, um, for a video chat. She's going to have to like do her makeup and make sure her hair looks good. Um, and, and I don't know on video. I just think a lot of people don't look the way they look on video. Um, and really my goal for a, a phone call conversation is to just kind of break the ice, like just get a feel for, I don't know, just get a feel for them. I just, I just think you can tell a lot from someone about listening to the, to the way they talk. Um, you'll, you know, get a feel for whether or not they like interrupting you a lot or whether or not they, uh, I don't know, sound sober. <laughs> um, whether or not, uh, you know, they, they feel strongly about, uh, something or whether it's just something they're just kind of saying to make conversation or, you know, we're, we're just, I think we're hardwired to understand each other through spoken language. And you just kind of got to trust that your brain will tell you a lot of useful information when you can hear somebody. I think not as much useful information as when you actually meet them. Um, but I think it's a thousand times more, a thousand times more information than when you're, when you're typing in each other. Um, so yeah, I like the, the old fashioned phone call mostly because it takes the pressure off of being on video. And I don't think video actually tells you that much. And I think being on video just kind of makes you nervous. And like, I don't know, these days, aren't we on enough video calls in work? I know I am. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I like being on an old fashioned phone call. I usually like put in my earbuds and kind of pace around the apartment and look out my window and, um, just kind of see if I can get into a conversation with that person. See, um, just kind of jump in, be awkward, break the ice. Um, and oftentimes I just open up that conversation with like, how was your day? Like, what did you do today? What was significant? And just see if I can get them talking. Um, 
about themselves and just kind of get a conversation going. Um, and yeah, and this is where we kind of transition to the non-game part of the thing, which is like, if that phone call goes well, um, you reach out and you ask for a date. Um, I do that by picking a specific place and giving two options. I'll say like, hey, uh, let's go to my favorite Italian place. Uh, um, are you free uh, Wednesday or Thursday night at, say, 730? Um, I kind of give them two options because, you know, schedules are hard. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and kind of go from there. Um, and then it's, you know, then hopefully with any luck, you meet face to face. Um, and, uh, and then it's, I don't know. And then it's a whole other thing. And then it's no longer a game. Then it's like meeting a human being, seeing if there's chemistry. Um, and that's, I don't know. I, and that's, I think beyond the scope of this whole dating app thing. All right. So this is running super long, but I kind of want to, I, I talked earlier on about, um, kind of the outcome of my latest three week push on the apps. And I, I did want to talk about a couple of things that happened that I don't know, are kind of frustrating or are, I think interesting to talk about. Um, so, so yeah, here I go. Um, so one, one big thing that I grapple with as I'm getting to, as I'm in the sort of chatting phase, moving into the talking on the phone, planning a, planning a date phase. And, and again, I don't know if this is just because I'm a guy in San Francisco. Um, I think it might be from the people I've talked to. I think it's probably, there's just a lot of dudes in San Francisco. So women here have a lot of options, but I do when it comes to the whole, like trying to schedule a date or like actually trying to put time on the calendar. Um, I think this time around I had maybe like two or three people kind of do this thing. And it happens a lot where it's just like impossible to schedule time with them. Um, and I, I, I can't, I can't, pretend to understand their motivations or their psychology and we're all complicated and we're all works in progress and we're all our own journeys. But like a lot of times the impression I get is just that sometimes these women are more interested in uh, feeling pursued than they are in meeting the pursuer. Um, and you know, I, I think on, in a certain way I get it. Like I think, I think we, I think society tells women that your value is, or one of the big messages that society sends to women is that your value is do men find you attractive, right? And like, it's important to feel valuable. Um, and, and I think there are times when women, uh, you know, are, are, turns out they're more interested in that than they are in, um, actually meeting you. Um, and I, and I, I, I don't mean that in like a, I'm not, I, I don't mean to accuse anyone or any group of people. And I don't mean to accuse women in general of being like shallow, uh, or, or deriving, um, validation in, in a, in a shallow or, or immoral or way or whatever. I don't mean to like impugn anything here. 
Um, I just kind of think it's, I just think it's a part of the puzzle. Um, and like, sometimes it'll be that like somebody just flakes on a date and for no good reason, or maybe that is a good reason, you know, like maybe it, it really is the case that she's super sick that day, which, you know, people get sick. It's a pandemic. Um, you know, but you know, it happens, it happens a lot. I, I have it happen to me a lot that women will find some reason to, to not go out on that first date. And I don't know, again, like I, you, it's that balance through this whole process, you know, it's that balance of having a thick skin about it and yet still staying vulnerable and open so that you're available to like connect with someone awesome. Um, and that's hard. That's just really difficult. Um, yeah. And I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, that's just a part of the, this is a part of the challenge. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. And I think, I think there's also a lot to unpack with the, like people who can't put you on their calendar kind of thing, or the people that are really flaky. Um, I do think there's kind of a modern thing and I think men do this too, but there's like a thing where like a busy schedule is somehow a status symbol, you know, like, Oh, I, I would love to hang out with you, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm super busy, you know, and, I, and the implication is that I'm busy because I'm popular. Like I'm busy because, um, I don't know, so, somehow being busy is, is, is good. It, it shows that you're either successful or you're, that you're in demand. Um, I don't know you know, the, the bottom line is it's, it's fundamentally not that hard to make time for someone. Like if it's someone that you're interested in, it's some, something that you're actually pursuing. Um, it's just not that hard to like m make a time happen when you're both free. It's, it's for a functional adult. It's just not that hard. And I think it's sort of become a part of the game. I think, so in the online discourse, which I kind of think means TikTok and Instagram, I'm not sure, like but on the internet, people who talk about dating, um, there's this trend or there are some women who say that, that men don't pursue anymore. I, I think there's, it's fair to say that there's a trend where women don't feel pursued. And I think there's a few reasons why that might be contributing to that. Um, but I think, I think sometimes this whole scheduling thing can sort of be impacted by that because a way that you can get a way that you can feel like someone is pursuing you is you can just keep rescheduling your date and seeing if they want to keep trying you just to get on your calendar. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Like I've, I'm usually a pretty good sport about it. Like if somebody says they couldn't make a, a day or they needed to reschedule, I will usually reschedule and say, okay, well, how about this time? You know, um, I will usually not do that more than once. Um, uh, and I, and I would love, I would love to tell you that I, that I don't even ever want to do it once because like, if you can't figure out how to make it to a date, um, you know, I, I, that to me, that's just kind of a red flag. But, you know, the honest truth is that like, this happens a lot. I have women do this to me a lot. And 
Um, I, I think it's because they can. Like, I just think, and again, it might be the geography, um, but I think it's because, um, um, yeah, I think it's because they can. Um, and, you know, also, I, th- I think there's something to be said that, like, schedules these days are are busy. Um, and somebody who you met on a dating app isn't, I think it's fair to not prioritize that person over, like, your friends, you know. Um, I get that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know for me, that's a pretty big red flag. Um, and I, you know, um, maybe it's easy for me to say because I don't have that many people demanding slots in my, in my dating schedule. Um, but for me, it's pretty straightforward to like pick a time, commit to it, put it on the calendar and be there. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, an- another interesting thing that kind of happened to me this go around, um, is that I started kind of casting a wider net. Um, and I, I tried to, um, uh, basically date in LA. Um, and I, th- I think this is right. I think in 2023, I've been on more dates in Los Angeles than I have in San Francisco. Is that true? It's at least close to true. Um, and yeah, I, I, again, this is kind of me harping on the geography thing, but I think San Francisco is just a really tough city for men, for straight men to date in, um, or the Bay area. Um, and so it was interesting this time around um, chatting with people who were interested in the possibility of dating somebody who lives, you know, whatever it is, 300 miles away. Um, I don't know. There's kind of not a lot else to say about that. I, I don't know. I don't get a sense. It's hard for me to tell, like, what kind of people are open to that. Um, I assume. Well, I don't know. It, it takes a certain kind of person to, to to decide to start dating long distance. Um, um, yeah, I, mean, I guess I don't really know what, to, what else to say about that. There's a there's a bigger conversation, I think, around what it's like to date in different cities, and I think I've touched on that a few times in different episodes on here. Um, um, but yeah, this time around, I ended up in a few, a few different connections where it was just like talking on the phone with somebody who lived really, really, really far away, um, or at least pretty far away. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, that was just kind of a that was a piece of the puzzle this time around. Um, but yeah, I think I'll I I think I'm done with the apps for at least the foreseeable future. Um, for me, it ends up being a thing where I just kind of it when it feels exhausting when it just feels like I can't I can't bring myself to do it and still think about it in a positive way I just know it's time to put it down for a while um and yeah I think near the end near the end of this swiping and chatting phase I was definitely I definitely found myself feeling kind of worn out and 
not sort of giving people the benefit of the doubt um, and, um, you know, just, just increasingly frustrated by it. And I found it more and more difficult to kind of stay positive. Um, and, you know, that's just my, that's my signal to delete them and do life and focus on um, hanging out with friends um, and doing the activities and the hobbies and stuff that I care about, um, instead of, instead of trying to meet new people. Um, all right. Well, that, that was a whole big old, big old, big old long episode. If you listen to all of this, you're amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know this one is just me. I don't like these ones very much. I like the interviews better. Uh, but I wanted to kind of put this one out there just in case you're somebody who's listening to this, um, and you're doing the same thing or something similar in case this is, this was interesting. Um, yeah, I wanted to to put it out there. And again, I could be wrong about any and all of this. Um, I just kind of wanted to share my process for it, my, my approach, um, because I think it's something that, that guys, we don't talk about very much and neither do women. So maybe they do, but like, I, I, I don't know to whoever, Oh, you know, wherever you are with this process, if it's useful to hear my perspective on it, that's why I wanted to put it out there. Um, um, and yeah, I would be interested to hear yours. If if you have a different dating uh, app process and you want to talk about it, um, come on, come on the show and we can talk about it. Um, cause I, yeah, this is vulnerable stuff. It's important stuff. You know, it's technology that is impacting, I think the most dis- important decision you'll make in your entire life. Um, and we don't talk about it very much, especially dudes. So I just kind of want to put that out there. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for this time around. Um, yeah, I hope you're having a a lovely day and, um, I will, I will get back in your podcast feed, hopefully with another interview, um, as soon as I can. Okay. Okay. I love you. Bye. (laughs)